Hey, hello, welcome everybody to the to the PlayStation Report. Uh, this is episode four ninety four, not four nine two ninety four. Man, I'm just skipping ahead. Just skipping ahead years in that case. God. <laughs> I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, aren't you glad we're not like two years older? Yeah, because, because then we, be yeah, we'd be almost thirty, and I don't want to think about that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, f- I have a feeling that, like, I just haven't really aged all that much. Other than my back going out a couple weeks ago, like, I have not felt the, the the signs of age yet. No, I haven't either. I think the only time I really feel the signs of age is when I drink. Oh, um, God. Okay. Just, you know, not... It just hits you, like, way worse than when you uh, drink in your 21. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah body definitely changes with that stuff yeah i i definitely don't drink as much like i yeah yeah same but uh yeah that 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 might just have to have something to do with you know having actual responsibilities and you know a yeah. job that uh requires me to be on my shit uh right. so yeah so, i yeah. pretty i pretty much stopped drinking during the week it's mostly a weekend thing for me, which I'm fine with. Every once yeah. in a while, I'll have some during the week, but it's pretty rare. Yeah, I'll ha- I'll have a light beer with dinner yeah. during the week every once in a while. Right. Got got my 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 fancy Miller Light <laughs> for the weekdays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we are recording here on a Wednesday because now. It has become the silly schedule that I work from now until, you know, whenever whenever I decide this isn't for me anymore. But, you know, hopefully this is a long-term job that I have now. So that means we're going to have to occasionally record during the week. And what that means for y'all is probably jack shit. We're still going to release these either Sunday evening or Monday morning. Um, I'm going to schedule them to release at the same time. But what it does mean is that we might... We might miss some news that happens later in the week, but we'll catch it up. We'll catch it up the next time we record. Um, yeah. But yeah, a weekday recording. Um, and we actually have news to talk about, which is fortunate. Um, I have a feeling this won't always be the case, but thankfully it is. But Tyler, has anything happened between <laughs> recording last time and... And now that you want to talk about? No, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, U.S. Grand Prix this weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, now I'll be, uh, you know what, actually, what time? Oh, shit, it's the U.S. Grand Prix, so it's, it's like normal time. Yeah, I think it's on at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. Cause you know I now now I have to work during the Grand Prix. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> well, I'll be driving to work for most. Mm. Of, actually, you know what? If it starts at three and only lasts maybe about an hour, maybe I can maybe I can sneak that in before I leave for work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if the race will last an hour, but we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh. We're gonna we're gonna do the show. I mean, I can't imagine you've had time to race, or have you? 
I did. Have you, have, you fucker. But, but, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you're done for maybe a month, and then you'll be back on it when they add those fucking tracks in. Yeah, probably, but, um, yeah, I've, I've done everything. All I have is one more race left, and I'm just going to sit on it until, um, you know, until uh, I want to do another season once they add all the, all the other tracks in, because you basically have to set it up, like, right away sort of thing, and I just want to wait um, on that, but... Yeah, I'm done. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I I am I've won that championship. Max Verstappen oh. had a real real bad time the last couple races for me. Just uh he had bad pit stops. It was really strange where he like I don't know, just got caught behind other cars in pit lane and like I, I ended up passing him when I probably shouldn't have and um the second to last race in Australia, he was leading and had a basically a car issue and finished like 17th or whatever. So, um, who knows? Maybe that's some forecasting. Who knows? Never know. Maybe. maybe. I hope not. Uh, just because I want the, the title battle to go to the end in, in the real F1 season. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, in Australia, though... Um, Definitely, it's it's cool going back to some of these tracks that your car might have struggled at once you have a ton of upgrades into your car. Australia was one of those where I just felt real good, but I got stuck in a fucking DRS train, which is just awful. So I just couldn't really advance at the end of the race for like 10 laps. It just sucked. Um, but yeah, F1. It's good. Okay, that that's good to know. Good to know that we finally have a verdict that uh, you like F one twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I I think after all this time, I think I like the game. Okay, cool. After you know, probably about like twenty hours of playing it. Yeah, probably more than that. But yeah, definitely, definitely a lot. All right. Well, I know we both played. A game together after uh, after we last recorded. Um, is there anything else on your plate? Because I did not really have time to play anything else. No, I, I did not either. So yeah, let's let's talk about some some back for blood. Yeah, back for blood. We played through the entire first act of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I fucking dig it. I think yeah. it is a. It is a great return to a Left 4 Dead format game, and I like the changes it's made. Yeah, me too. I, I The more we played, the more I really fell in love with it. It was really, really enjoying my time. Um, I think at first, I was, no, I was really unsure about the whole card thing uh, and that whole system, but as it went along, I was like, no, but like this is actually really cool and really changes up the formula uh that this game has i mean it's pretty much left for dead but you add this card sort of f- game and it's it's cool um it's cool to kind of build a deck to find really cool cards within the levels themselves um and just I, it's it's cool i, I like it good yeah i'm i'm curious to what you'll think um once you start building out the supply lines and start unlocking uh cards back at camp uh, so you can actually start building decks back at camp to be mm-hmm. in. 
um, because that is that's where I found found it to be really interesting because there are very defined like hey you combine this group of cards you're going to be really good at like running and gunning or you're going to be really good at uh being a melee up in, up in their face and you know it the game will reward, reward you for actually building a smart deck yeah um it's also i'm not sure how much i like it but i understand where they're coming from like you build your deck and you get the cards in the order that you stack it it isn't random mm-hmm. um it just comes as as you play as, as you put them in your deck. You can reorder them, um, but yeah, there's no randomness to that. So you can actually kind of pick the pick the sort of build you're going to get as you go through an act. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really neat, and just to be able to kind of combine that, you know, with with friends of like, hey, I'm running with this, I'm running with that. It's it's cool. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed the moment-to-moment gameplay um, as well. I think, you know, the shooting feels really good. I think it was the level we did on the ship where you have to, like, uh, take these bombs back in yep. uh, to the ship to, like, sink it or whatever. That one was, like, really, I felt like it was the hardest one uh, that we kind of had an issue with, but I mean, we didn't fail or anything, but, um, that one was when it kind of clicked with me of like, Oh, this action, you really got to stay on top of it. Cause, uh, it can really, really ramp up very quickly and get kind of tough. And that was, that was fun. And I, there was just a lot of really cool moments, I think in that first act. Although I, I just felt like the ending was like, so kind of lame like i don't know it's just like you spent all this time getting up to this last part and you're like oh shit there's going to be something crazy and then you just kind of do like one objective and you're done sort of thing but yeah, i think it was still part cool. of i think part of that is uh we were playing as two players and no we didn't really have randos through most of it like we had randos for like the first two levels or something like that but then they mm-hmm. dropped out we just had bots for the rest of the time um I think the game does get more difficult if you have more uh, human players in in the yeah. game. Um, so I, I wonder how that last part would have played out if there were just more people playing and the difficulty ramped up. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it seemed pretty easy just to have someone cover the other person putting the artillery shells in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And working just, the artillery gun. Yeah, it just felt really, really easy, but it was still fun nonetheless. Um and yeah, I just think it's it's a really good game. I also really like the weapon upgrading stuff. I mean, it just gives me like battle royale vibes. Uh, just finding all these different things to equip on your weapons to kind of upgrade them, different attachments and stuff, or finding yeah, and a totally having different the buy weapon. box, having right. a buy box between uh, like at, in the safe rooms before exactly. the level starts. That that's that's really cool. Having yeah. those upgrade, like those team upgrades to buy, that's that, that's a cool thing to have. Yep, yep, and I think it's smart that you share money with your team as well. Oh yeah, that's a that's a smart thing that they did, and yeah, I, I just like those sort of vibes because by the end of Act One, I, I just felt like I was fucking rolling with some really good stuff that I really liked using, and um, yeah, I think even the levels themselves are, you know, a little bit more detailed than i thought that they were going to be like there's a lot more areas you can get into you know when you have like the the 
tool set and stuff. You can open up a totally different room or something. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of cool stuff in there that you can get. And yeah, I just didn't expect a lot of that sort of stuff in the levels, but but it's 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 a good time. I, I really really enjoyed myself and excited to play more. Yeah, I I think I've really liked the look of this game too. I I, I think there. This game has a style to it that isn't quite Left for Dead, um, but it is like it is playing in that space. It's uh, yeah, it's it's just a r- real cool place to exist. I th- I think they did a real good job with like not just copying what Left for Dead uh, Special Infected were, but creating something new and yeah, like, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not like the most visually stunning game but i do like like you said like the overall style and the aesthetic really just work and and help build this kind of atmosphere that's really cool and you enjoy existing in it and enjoy shooting stuff in this world and and it and it, it works you know for for what it is yeah um so yeah, we, we we played through that first act. I'm curious, like if you might sometime. I don't, maybe not tonight. I I don't know when you want to play, but we should definitely check out that um, PVP mode as well. Yeah, um, because I found that to be a surprisingly fun mode uh, to, to play. So yeah, I'm yeah, definitely we'll, we'll down. Have, we'll have to find some time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. If that is all the video games we've been playing, and I lied, I played some Final Fantasy fourteen, but come on, what more do I have to say about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into the news, because there is news. Uh, probably, uh, all right, this, I'm not going to laugh. I, I'm, I, I did laugh when I s- saw this first one here, um, because I think I called it. I think I fucking called it. I don't quite remember specifically which episode, but I did say that this new, the next gen version of Cyberpunk wasn't coming out this year, and it turns out I'm fucking right. Yeah, um, you are. Yeah, CD Projekt Red has delayed both their Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 uh, next gen projects. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 slated now for Q1 2022, and The Witcher 3. Q2 2022. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I I felt it. I felt it. It it was it was the vibe. It was the vibe that I was feeling in the timeline that this game would not be ready this year. Yeah, and at this point in the year, we're over halfway through October. You know, I I. I think it was kind of expected, you know. I, I know they said that they were trying to get him out this year, but they they were so quiet that, you know, it was kind of like, hey, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, honestly. I totally forgot about it until I saw this article that <laughs> they're supposed to be the cyberpunk upgrade and everything, so I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think the CD Projekt learned the hard way um, to <laughs> release your games when it's ready sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, take your time with this stuff because, obviously, you don't want more bad PR if you are CD Projekt Red. You, like, the way Cyberpunk gets turned around, for the most part, is 
you release this next gen version, people go, oh, this is actually really good. This is what the game's supposed to be. I'm really enjoying this. And then you hear positive word of mouth rather than just constant negative stuff about the game. But, you know, they got to nail that first. You know, I'm actually surprised they even gave windows for this stuff. I I would have expected them just to say they're coming out next year and they're out when they're ready sort of thing rather than give windows like what's the point? They probably did that for investors. Yeah. To excite investors that, hey, well, to kind of like uh, soften the blow to be like, hey, it's not coming out this year, but it's coming soon. Um, Yeah. Right. And 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 they they just kick the can down the road. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And Cyberpunk in the first quarter, you know, maybe they did announce that for investors to say, hey, we're going to get a lot more revenue in the first quarter of 2022, whenever this releases, and it'll look good. But will they, especially if it happens to release in February? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's February, February is packed, for sure. And even more so now, if you're ready to move on. Right. Um, Elden Ring mm-hmm. was going to come out in January. <laughs> now, coming out in February. Um, <laughs> just, God, I hope no one has has anything planned for the month of February. Just, I know. Just, yeah. If you... If you're... If you really, really want to play all these games in February, just, you know, maybe you should stop buying games now and start saving. I know. Because it's ridiculous. Uh, specifically, Elden Ring's coming out February 25th. It's a little more than a month delay. Um... But there is going to be a closed test on consoles uh, starting here in a little less than a month um, from uh, November 12th through the 14th. There are different time periods. You can look that up if if you want to. Um, seems like there's going to be five sessions, uh, and it's going to be a relatively uh, small, small test. Um, so, yeah, I you can register... For this test, you can sign up, and hopefully, you, if you're if you're into this, you you can, you can get in there. But um, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna hold off and just play it when it's out because uh, yeah. I'm not sure about test playing a test version of Elden Ring when I still haven't beaten Demon Souls. <laughs> I feel like that would uh that would be I don't know I that would be bastardizing my my playthrough of Demon Souls if I start another From Software game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there was also like uh, early gameplay footage that leaked from an early build. It's not much, and it's not very flattering, but it's also from an early build. So, right. I don't know. I didn't really. <laughs> I saw the footage, and I'm like, eh, that's that. That seems like that's not what it, what's going to come out. Yeah, and this uh, this is not a bad delay, you know. I mean, sure, it could be uh, bad competition-wise <clears throat> in February. In February, and I'm probably even forgetting some stuff, but we have Dying Light 2 in the beginning of the month. Horizon Forbidden West is February 18th. 
Destiny 2, The Witch Queen is February 22nd. Sifu is February 22nd. That game looks really cool. Holy balls. It's a big month. And so, yeah, I mean, competition-wise, it could be um, could be a bad move. But in the same vein, if you're stoked for Elden Ring, you're going to buy Elden Ring. I don't think any of those other games really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this game's going to do well regardless. And, yeah, I mean, take your time. But at the same time, like, just play your games when they're Someone's going to blink. This these all can't yeah. come out oh, in February. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It wouldn't even surprise me if Horizon got delayed or something. You know, <laughs> maybe not because of Elden Ring, but I just feel like we should expect these games to get multiple delays, and that's the unfortunate reality of the video game business and where we are um, in production pipelines and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna happen, but yeah, definitely something else is gonna gonna go for sure. Yeah. Saints Row—that's the other game I was forgetting. Oh, Saints Row is yeah. in February. That reboot, and then right around the corner in March is like Gran Turismo Seven and yeah. Tiny, Tiny Tina's. Like, damn, damn, it's gonna be a good beginning of the year for sure. Yeah, you mentioned Destiny Two. Uh, Witch Queen coming out in February. Um, there's some news that came out about that, and uh, it has it has gamers around the world up in arms, and maybe rightfully so because it seems that even if you buy the Witch Queen, you won't get the new dungeons in the standard edition or in the seasons pass. You have to buy the digital deluxe version or the um, I guess there's there might be a physical version that comes out here but you have to buy the deluxe edition of the witch queen to get access to the new dungeons that's more money that's more money that's that's significantly more money uh, to get the digital deluxe version or yeah it's um yeah seems to suck it, it at first glance it seems to suck a lot especially considering that you're already buying the witch queen you're and you could buy a season pass and still not get access to this shit yeah oh yeah absolutely i, I think this this definitely sucks because two like yeah you would have to spend a lot of money to play all this stuff and if you are a hardcore destiny 2 player i mean maybe you'll you'll put that money down regardless but at the same time that's just a shitty fucking feeling uh like it just feels like bungie's trying to just eke out as much as they can from their players especially their hardcore uh player base that's you know those are the people that are going to be in for stuff like this and, you know, these dungeons are pretty, like, significant content for the game, too. Like, I can see why Bungie would want to charge for it, but at the same time, it just feels kind of gross. And then also, it's just bad PR when Destiny, it feels like, has had nothing but good PR since they left Activision. Like, people have been pretty pleased with how Bungie's been handling the monetization and 
and all that stuff for the most part of Destiny 2. And to turn around and pull a very Activision-like move, it just doesn't make any sense because all the previous dungeons have been free. Yeah. yeah, And included in the seasonal content um, that Destiny 2 is based off of. I mean, that's the whole game circles around that fucking seasonal content, basically. Um, And to charge extra for that on top of a season pass, on top of charging for the Witch Queen itself, like, (laughs) I don't know, that just, that seems an extra step, a little too greedy to me. Yeah, Yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely not uh, the the brightest moment here. I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm struggling to understand how you can like pull out like two dungeons and have them. They say you, you'll be able to buy them separately, even if you don't get it through the digital deluxe. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's very strange because I've played a couple of dungeons so far, and they seem really really cool, but. They don't seem like uh, pay an extra thirty or forty dollars. Cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, I will be shocked if Bungie does not reverse this at all. I will honestly be very surprised if this launches and this is still the case. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, they have. They have a few months to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else do we have here? We have... Well, I mean, this seemed obvious. God of War is coming to the PC. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in January. This is what Sony's been doing. They've been putting their, they've been putting their video games on PC. I would have just thought that they would have waited until closer to when they know... Uh, God of War Ragnarok is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I, I just feel like it would be it would be a lot smarter to release it, say two or three months ahead of Ragnarok coming out and announce the release date of that as well. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, and I don't know. Maybe they thought Ragnarok was going to be ready a little bit sooner i mean not 2021 like they thought but (laughs) right yeah exactly but um i don't find this surprising i mean it is a little random this announcement but sony's been porting these games to pc we've heard them talk about how they want to bring a lot more of these games to pc you know horizon good maybe they're getting data that like even if it is a cool marketing thing to do, like to try to get people on the PS5, maybe they're getting data that suggests that, hey, we're actually selling quite well on PC, and yeah. it shouldn't matter whether it's coming out around a sequel or not. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure they have that data, and also, I mean, it just gives a second life to this game, or any of the games that they release. I mean, how much is God of War really selling on ps4 um anymore and how much money are they making off of it because they didn't even really do any extra content for the game really that much um you know no expansion no there's no multiplayers no nothing like that um so them putting it out on pc i mean they're gonna get a lot of people in on that that um never played 
never played the game, and it's smart because this is an amazing game, and who knows, maybe that person that plays mostly on PC is going to like this so much that they want to get a PS5 just for God of War Ragnarok when it comes out next year. I mean, I think that's the strategy, but man, uh, the the hardcore Sony pony is probably very upset. Mm. Oh very, very God. upset, because this is like arguably like the crown jewel on PlayStation 4. I mean, that's a subjective thing, but you know, a ton of people point to this being like the best game on PS4 of that generation, and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, what's next? Ratchet and Clank on PC? Oh, it's it's bound to happen. <laughs> it, it's totally bound to happen. I mean, we're getting Uncharted Collection, uh, the the Legacy Collection or whatever it is on mm-hmm. PC eventually. Um, Days Gone's already out, Horizon. There's, you know, there's rumors Ghost of Tsushima's coming out on PC eventually, which would make a ton of sense. Um so yeah, it's it's going to be fifty bucks, January fourteenth. Um, it's going to have unlocked frame rate, four um, K resolutions, all sorts of your fun nerdy PC settings, ultra widescreen support. I'm sure that game's going to look very good on a nice PC. Mm. My only other thing with this is it would be really cool if we got a actual PS5 port of this game. Um, along with the PC version or something like that. Just a just a more enhanced PS5 version of the game. I think they did a couple things already with it, but it's not like a true PS5 version of the game, like, say, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it would be cool to get a PS5 version of this game, but Sony would probably charge you for that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would. They would absolutely try to squeeze more money out of you. Um, they are, however, doing quite well selling the PlayStation 5. Um, it's September. We have the NPD numbers now for September. Uh, just quickly from this article here, PlayStation 5 was the best-selling console in the United States, ending the Nintendo Switch's 33-month streak. Looks like that swole lead didn't do. Oh wait, when did the swole lead come out? That was only October. in October. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's gonna get back on the top now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, PlayStation Five selling quite well, despite you know it's still being a little bit difficult to buy one. Um, let's yeah. look at the games though. Let's look at the games of September here. Let me see if I can get down to that top twenty list. All right, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to start. All right. At number 20, it's Mortal Kombat 11. At number 19, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That is, <laughs> that's still up here. Yeah. Okay. At number 18, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 17, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 16, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 15, WarioWare. Get it together. 14, Minecraft. 13, Sonic Colors Ultimate. 12, Diablo Prime Evil Collection. And at number 11, Mario Kart 8. Number 10, Life is Strange, True Colors. Number 9, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 8, Ghost of Tsushima. 7, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. 6, Deathloop. 5, Diablo 2 Resurrected. 
Um, four Tales of Arise, three NBA 2K22, two FIFA 22, and number one is Madden NFL 22. Nothing surprises me about that top three. Literally Not nothing surprises me. Not the top three. Me. I think I, I am just maybe a hair surprised that FIFA or NBA did not outsell Madden in the month that they launched. Because mm-hmm. Madden came out the month prior. Yeah. Um, I mean, Madden being in the top three does not surprise me at all. But that's the one thing. I think the biggest surprise on this list to me is Tales of Arise. Yeah, that game doing really well. I've seen a lot of buzz about it uh, yeah. on, the, on the Twitterverse. A lot of people posting their screenshots of their favorite characters and all that. That game looks really cool. I've seen the art. art. It, it looks looks like a really great game it looks like my kind of game too Mm -hmm. and i'm worried that my backlog is getting too fucking big (laughs) yeah it seems like a a game that people are very pleased with and for that to outsell diablo um i know that's a remaster or remake whatever you want to call it but diablo 2 is a beloved game and diablo is just fucking huge for for it to outsell that and then even Call of Duty, Black Ops mm-hmm. Cold War. I mean, yeah, yeah, that game's almost a year old, but it's always in the, like the top five. I mean, that's that's great to see. It's it's cool to see a lot of newer games on here. I mean, Deathloop seems like that has sold yeah. pretty well. Has WarioWare? I'm trying to think like how well have previous arcane games done? Have have they really scratched up up at the top end? I don't think they really have. I mean, I think. Dishonored did fairly well the first one, but I know Dishonored 2 did not sell well at all. Like, I don't really recall that being towards the top at all when that game launched. So Yeah, and Prey didn't do nearly as no. uh, as well as it should have because Prey is a fantastic fucking game. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would have hoped Life is Strange would have been higher, but I can be satisfied with number 10 because yeah. Life is it's it's a great game, and maybe maybe it's just not the type of game a lot of people play, but it's it is a good one. Um, right. Um, more people should go play the Life is Strange games. <laughs> just just yeah. from a just for a break from what you usually play, honestly. Yeah, it'll it's on my list. It's gonna it's coming up soon for me, and I'm excited to play it. Um. Overall, the video game industry keeps breaking its own records they set last year. It's fucking nuts the amount of growth the industry has experienced. Um, The September 2021 compared to September 2020 is up 3% overall. Um, So not a lot, but still still a ton. 4.4 billion in just September. That's nuts. The overall the year is up twelve percent at forty two billion compared to thirty seven billion last year. It's just fucking crazy, man. Um and then really quick, the top ten best selling games of the year so far. Assassin's Creed Valhalla at number ten. Number nine's Monster Hunter Rise, eight Minecraft, seven Mario Kart eight, six Spider Man Miles Morales, five Super Mario three D World. Damn it. My page jumped. Uh, four, Resident Evil Village. Three, MLB The Show 21. Two, Madden NFL 22. And number one, still Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Mm. 
So not 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 a ton of change there, but still got Monster Hunter hanging in there, Resident Evil hanging in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to uh ape the latest happening in the world of Apex here. They they showed their new character. Their new character is Ash. Uh, I believe Ash showed up in Titanfall 2. Um, yeah, looks familiar. Yep. Looks scary. <laughs> I want. I want. I want to play Ash. Yeah, looks cool. Ash is cool. Uh, but yeah, a uh, new season is coming Thursday, October 21st. Um, I have not played nearly as much Apex as I wish I had. Yeah. Same. I haven't played in a long time. Yeah. There's probably a bunch of characters you have no idea how to deal with. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't even think I played it all this past season even. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot I need to catch up on sometime. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the new season. I'll, I'll try to play more of it, but, man... With Shadowbringers just around the corner, I can't promise anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or not Shadowbringers, Endwalker. Endwalker. Ah. Final Fantasy just It's it's ever present in my life. I can't mm-hmm. I can't escape Final Fantasy fourteen. I will play it until the game dies. If it if it ever dies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Tyler, this long rumored Splinter Cell thing. Someone, IGN has decided to actually report on a potential Splinter Cell being made. Yeah, I don't believe. It. I don't. I refuse I, to believe it, dude. I don't believe this for a fucking second. I just don't. So the original report comes from Video Games Chronicle, VGC, that said that basically a new Splinter Cell game has been greenlit and it's being uh, led by Ubisoft Montreal um, and that there's a small chance that it could be announced next year Um, but that's it you know know what rhymes with greenlit bullshit (laughs) yeah like Look, I'm not saying whoever did this didn't do any reporting or didn't hear anything. I'm sure they did. Um, It's just really hard to believe, I think. Because one, there's just not a ton to this rumor. Two, it's Ubisoft, and and everybody's been wanting a new Splinter Cell for well over a decade. Almost a decade now, I think it's been. Um, And they just refuse to do it. And then three... um, I feel like there's rumors of a new Splinter Cell game every fucking year, especially around E3 time. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's always they're making a new Splinter Cell game, guys. Hey, this is the year; it's gonna gonna happen. And it's like you gotta just believe it when you see it. So I I don't believe it, but also the Ubisoft we have now. Do you want them making a Splinter Cell game? In the, no. With the direction that they're heading. No, 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 yeah. no. I don't. I don't want it at all. I'd rather them just. Uh, I'd rather Sam Fisher just be dead. <laughs> and you know it's... what? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the news right here. Sam Fisher is dead, and they're trying to cover it up. Oh shit! Oh shit! Maybe he is. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I I feel I just have this feeling that if we get a new Splinter Cell game, it's going to be either one some free to play sort of experience that no one really wants, or two some very big bloated open world game and like i'm not metal. saying they're gonna yeah. do a metal gear solid 5 with with uh splinter cell <laughs> they could and i'm not saying that would be bad because obviously i play those games but ubisoft just does one or one thing or the other really and um i just do you don't play those games though because i haven't heard you say a word about far cry 6 and that game's no. been out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, but I I've been playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's very much a checklist sort of game, um, and I like it. But yeah, it's not like a mind blowing experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, just think about a lot of the recent Ubisoft games. They're either some free to play weird stuff or some big ass open world game that just might have good gameplay or something, but it's just kind of the same thing over and over again. Honestly, I thought Assassin's Creed Valhalla would have broken you. Yeah. It almost did. It almost did. I mean, if I remember, I don't think I've really played an open-world game, you know, outside of playing Immortals right now. You know, I had a period of time where I didn't because that game did basically break me. (laughs) <laughs> that game was so like so drawn out. Oh my god! I don't know if I played a game that's that drawn out as that game. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. Well, last two pieces of news we have on the list are new studios. Um, Halo co-creator Marcus Leto, I believe. Is how mm-hmm. you say that name? Yep. Um, he's gone out and created a new studio. Uh, what's it? What's it called here? Let me see. It's an I don't EA know if it studio. Has a name? Yeah, just an EA studio in Seattle. I don't think it has an actual name yet. Mm. But they're going to make first-person shooters. This is how we get our our Star Wars Republic Commando game. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be very or cool. just like you know, a, a Clone Wars game would be fine. Yeah, I'm down. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I think this is this is a, a cool thing. Obviously, experience with Halo is a big deal, um, mm-hmm. and EA has been pretty aggressive recently with acquiring studios but then starting new studios themselves from scratch you know you got the skate studio um uh now this one i i'm forgetting where it's located but they opened another studio to basically make open world games is their objective like ea's really uh trying to expand what they're doing and that's good and i hope it works out for them um and I hope this studio works out for them. Because um, I was like, I was curious what this guy was doing. And V1 Interactive, I'm like, who, what did they do? Because I heard that. 
game, you know. And V1 Interactive did the game Disintegration from last year. Um, I don't remember which what the hell that was. I'm pretty sure it was, I want to say, a first-person shooter that had these, like, RTS elements to it. Um, and the game bombed really bad to the point where earlier this year they had to close the studio. Mm. So I hope this works out for him a lot more <laughs> in the team that he builds here. Uh, having the backing of EA, it should, but we've seen EA close a lot of studios. So Hopefully they don't try to make another anthem. Yeah. I mean, hopefully no one tries to make another anthem. Not even Bioware. Mm. Um, I hope, though, that they get a shot at making a new game, whether that's with an existing IP like Star Wars or something, or a brand new IP, and not just uh, become another studio to work on, say, Battlefield. You know what I mean? Hopefully we just get something right. something new and, and cool out of this team. Well, uh, I guess this next story is more about uh, a new publishing partnership uh, between Epic and two studios here. First of which, they're, uh, they're Epic is partnering with Spry Fox, which released uh, Cozy Grove this year. And there's a new studio that, that sprung up um, called Eyes Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to read this directly. Uh, studio from Spec Ops Line creative director Corey Davis and Nine Inch Nails guitarist Robin Fink. Yeah. <laughs> and they are supposed to make a cosmic horror single player game, is what they're describing their game. That they're fuck making. it, go do it. Just fuck it, go, go do it. Just go do that. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means, sure. I'm very curious what whatever that ends up being. And, um,. Spry Fox is supposed to be making a non-violent multiplayer game. Okay. Is what they're working on, which I guess kind of falls in line with their previous game. You but, know what? Yeah. Go, go for it. Yeah. There should be more non-violent games. I feel like everything I, I play now is violent, and I probably wouldn't let my, if I had kids, let that be like one of their first games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think... Having a game not be violent and even like not even like cartoonish sort of violence, like say a Mario game or something, um, I feel like that kind of can really push a team to like do something totally different. Because how do you make a game compelling outside of you know violence or fighting or something? And you know, we've seen a lot of games do it. Obviously, there's more narrative-driven games, or and there's um, games like Animal Crossing or something like that. And then um, there's whole it's, genres it's always like puzzle games and, and right. Like, I mean, graphic novels as well. Like there's mm -hmm. there's all kinds of space for that. I, I'm just I'm curious, like what what they their take on a non-violent multiplayer game is. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's cool. And Cozy yeah. Grove is another another one of those games that should probably be on my list of games I should play. Mm. I have not even... I've heard of it, but I have not seen much of it. I'm just going to have to like take a month and just 
play video games yeah. all month just to I catch up. <laughs> I know. I feel that way too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, Epic getting more into publishing. They've, you know, when they announced previously some of their publishing partners being Play Dead, Gen Design, Remedy, these seems like very lucrative deals for the developers themselves. And I'm sure it makes Epic a bunch of money. Yeah. So, whatever, man. If we get cool stuff out of it, that's fine with me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that <laughs> appears to be all the news we have. Unless, Tyler, you did what, what, what you got? No, I, I, I'm reading this first comment on the IGN article that we're oh, referencing. God. And honestly, I didn't think about this, but this dude sort of has a point. He says, sure, she, I don't really know who it is, but the idea of Epic empowering developers of all sizes after stealing from Among Us is nothing short of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong. Gotta, gotta point that out. <laughs> yeah. I totally fucking forgot about that Among Us thing, and now I'm just like, fuck forgot about that and how fucked that is fucking hypocrites Ah. yeah okay well god damn just this last just reading that and then the last line of this article (laughs) as with previous partnerships epic promises full creative freedom complete ip ownership and favorable (laughs) financial terms oh great you fucking bastards yeah (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to maybe uh, wrap this podcast up. It is a little bit of a short one, but uh, it is a midweek. We all had. I know you have to work tomorrow, so I don't want to. I don't want to keep you up too late. I don't want to keep. Keep my keep the listeners listening to stuff when we don't have anything to say really honestly there's nothing going on no um so we'll we'll catch you all next time we have to figure out when we're next going to record i need to actually look at the calendar but we'll do that after we finish the show up here uh before we do that of course i have to tell you the ways you can get in contact with us ask us questions at playstation report podcast at gmail.com or via twitter at ps report podcast you can find me at the Arctic's Thought. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. That's the best way to get us into more people's brains, and that's what we want. We want brains. Um, <laughs> until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and cannoli. <laughs> <laughs>